since then learned that you don't have to dry your own samples. You just throw them in the bag and send them out there. Global shortages are causing farm input costs to skyrocket. A better way to farm shows you how to take control of inputs and maximize profits so you can farm the way you want. Now, from America's heartland, here's your host. Hey everyone, Tyler here, field agronomist with A Better Way to Farm, where we spend each and every day providing solutions to farmers to grow better crops and to make more money. I hope that you're having a great day and I thank you for tuning into our podcast. We appreciate the time that you give us not only here on this platform, but also on our Facebook and TikTok pages. Now, as we continue our grower series, we wanted to bring on a newer client with the team that's had a great story of his own to tell. We're really excited to have him here. He is located in Northeast Indiana, where he and his family not only raise pigs, but also kids and some corn. So let's give a warm welcome to Mr. Jeff Meyer. Thanks for joining us today on the A Better Way to Farm podcast. Jeff, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. Thanks, Tyler. Glad to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining us. I'm glad that we were able to do this. I know it's always exciting. You know, I don't get to know everybody on the team because we're we're getting so big, which is fantastic. But when the boss man Rod calls up and he says, dude, you got to get Jeff on the phone and have him tell a story because it's amazing. You say, okay, I'll reach out to him and we'll get this thing set up. And then I actually appreciate you. You actually reached out to me and and said, hey, are we going to get this thing done? So Thank you very much for taking the time today. I know that you've got some work that you've got to get after, and and I've got to head to another softball game here in a little bit. So as we get into your story, why don't you start basically from the beginning and tell everyone a little bit about kind of who you are, where you're from, and what you do. Okay, yeah. Name's Jeff Meyer, and I'm from Northeast Indiana, as you said, around Albion, uh, which we're 30 seven miles somewhere i think southeast of fort wayne got my wife and two kids and two dogs a couple pigs steers goats maybe <laughs> and dairy goats and uh yeah and never never a dull moment around here farm 140 acres and 12 of that is hay yeah there's never a dull moment yeah and you even uh work in town as well don't you so I mean, you basically, yes, you, you work a full-time job and then you come home and, and again, you take time out for, for guys like myself to give you a, a call and, and steal 30 minutes from you and, and run here and run there. So I'm really appreciative of everything that you're doing. And again, taking the time to be on here. Now, what was it for somebody that, that works as hard as you do? And doing everything that you do, what was it that made you say, you know what, I, I need to be looking for something different, the, the something better. What was that when you were looking at your hundred and some acres in your operation? Well, I'll tell you what, I'd been farming for 22 years now. That's my, yeah, 22nd growing season. And back in the day, I used to, you know, hear guys talk about their micronutrients and all that stuff. And you know, basically all we had available to us was soil test and you get basically get your NPK, your pH, your CECs, a few other things. Every time I tried to talk to an agronomist around me, you know, about the micros and stuff, nobody wants to talk about them. Everybody's like, oh, you got your NPK, you know, and tried to always have them set me up for 200 bushel acre corn and beans. I wasn't too worried about beans. They do what they do, but no matter what, you know, our farm average was always in that 120, 130 bushel acre range. 
but yet we were paying for paying for product to try to get ourselves to 200 bushels. <laughs> well, you're just building the soil, worked. Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> that's what we thought anyway, <laughs> what we thought, but that was all dry system. So last year running my corn and I was seeing about 160 average across the board on corn. Of course, we had a wet July. It rained for the first two weeks in July, about every day. And that really helped it along because it cooled the ground off and helped the plant grow and mature. And especially during that pollination stage, it really helped that along. Yes. So while I'm uh, thinking about all this, you know, I'm like, boy, I'd really like to keep these yields and even drive up higher if I can. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. One thing led to another. I started listening to some podcasts, some friends of mine off of TikTok, and I listened to them all. <laughs> yeah. so I thought, well, what the heck? I kind of want to keep listening to podcasts because, you know, I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. So I typed in on my platform, farm-related podcasts, and a better way to farm popped up. Oh, sure. I'm like, hey, I know them from Facebook. I've been a fan <laughs> of that page, oh, shoot, 10, 12 years. Yeah. How long they've been on. I remember Rod saying the other day that he was only at 2,000 follows before his daughter came along. Yeah, before, probably before Karen took over. First, yeah, yeah, that was probably one of the first 2,000 that liked the page. Yeah, yeah, that was back so, in 2000. I think he started that in 2007-ish, I believe, is when he started the Facebook page, 2007, 2010, yep. something like that. Yep, that's probably about the time I liked it, <laughs> somewhere around in that time frame. So anyway, so I was like, Okay, well, I'll, I'll listen to it, you know, a few episodes and see what the hype is about. So I started listening, and the more I listened, the more I thought, you know, this guy's talking the same way I thought 15 mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. You know, your micros, your boron, your manganese, zinc, whatever, you know. And I was like, okay. So after that, I start taking notes. and. Mm-hmm. I finally took a picture of my notes and I sent it to my chemical guy, which is also my fertilizer guy. Coincidentally. Sure. <laughs> sure. And I said, this is when we have our winter meeting. This is what I want to talk about. And I heard absolutely nothing. from him. <laughs> yeah. Finally, I called him. I'm like, Hey, did you get that list? And he's like, uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so I just kind of left it at that and I made the call to Rod. That's awesome. So just between you and me, no one else is here. It's just us having this conversation. Was it really Rod's information that attracted you to the team? Or was it the the sound of my voice and the the soothing interviews uh, that I did with all the other clients? (laughs) I'm feeling like I know the answer already, but I'm just going to let you answer it, Jeff. Well, yeah, you do have a soothing voice. I will admit that. (laughs) I put, uh, I said that because I'm known to put people to sleep. That's why I said that. Well, (laughs) it's soothing to me in a fact that I want to work harder so that I don't fall asleep. Exactly. (laughs) I think about the the last three shows that I've listened to, or maybe five, I think you've hosted them. Well, yeah. uh, Yeah. It's been a crazy year and we get a lot of people asking for, Growers like yourself to tell your story, and that, that's what I'm here for. I know the knowledge side of things. Uh, Rod is phenomenal at it, and he's just been doing it a lot longer. So, so he drops a ton of educational content on here and does some fantastic interviews. Just did one again with Jerry Cox the other day. So, Yeah, yeah, I, I love to hear Jerry talk. 
Yeah, he he does a fantastic job. Yeah. Have you been to, speaking of which, a little bit off topic, but I know that you obviously have been to our two-day fundamentals of agronomy programs, those those PROAG programs. Have you have you been to one that Jerry's been at? Uh, the one in South Bend. The one that I attended, Jerry, was at that one. Jerry, yep, yep, he was there. Yeah, he went yeah. to like 12 this last year. It was fantastic oh, to see him out. Yeah, it was fantastic <laughs> to see him out there. I know at one point he hadn't been home in like 16 days or something. <laughs> he he oh, was wow. a real road. I bet he was missing it. Yeah. So, but to kind of get the story back to you, so you reached out to Rod and and said, "Hey, you know, I, I'm working with these guys, and and nobody seems to know anything about the stuff that you're talking about." And what was that first experience like? What would that conversation lead to? And was that the turning point that you came to a pro ag or what was it that kind of made your mind switch a little bit? And then you joined the the team here at A Better Way to Farm. Well, yeah, it was. It was kind of the kind of the information that Rod gave me, you know, that, yeah, most of your area agronomists that work for a co-op of some sorts. Yeah, they don't want to sell just micronutrients. They want to sell a complete package that's one size fits all farming. And well, tell you what, neighbors ground down the road don't produce like mine does and mine yep. don't produce like his does. Yep. And yeah, I mean, that that was just kind of the turning point of where I decided I kind of wanted to get involved with a better way to farm a deal. Yeah, absolutely. And did you start right away with some soil tests and some recommendations or Rod convince you to go to a, a pro ag first or what was it that you kind of dabbled in first? Did you get the education side of it first or did you try some stuff? Um, no, I didn't try anything. This would be my first year using products. Uh, I haven't even got any harvest data to back anything up, but I do have visual and photo evidence to back up what they're saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Great. See, and again, yeah. here I am even surprised. That's why I love doing this stuff. Well, that's, yeah. so you did go to the the South Bend, like you mentioned, the two-day fundamentals yeah. of agronomy program. Were you able to get your soil test done? Because that's where the, the foundation starts, right? Is to take those soil tests, um, we run them through our system. And what that spits out is is a true recommendation. You're not over-applying or under-applying, right? You're just applying the exact right. amount. Yeah, I was able to get those soil tests pulled. I uh, awesome. I had to order some parts from Shoop, and I was like, you know what? That soil test probe looks pretty inviting right now. So I just <laughs> went ahead and ordered one, and I got soil test pulled. And I've since then learned that you don't have to dry your own samples. You just throw them in the bag and send them out there. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? As, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> I did a TikTok where I was out in my barn, with a hammer smashing up some of the clay oh, that I pulled up. Yeah. It was wet. Yep. <laughs> it yep. Was, it was agonizing. But either way, got them sent in and got my results back. Tell you what, I've never seen a soil test and a recommendation sheet like that before because usually it's just a soil test results sure. and none of the recommendations. So take us a little deeper into that. What What do you mean by that, that you've never seen something like that before? Okay. When you get your soil test back through... Well, there's a company local to me down in Fort Wayne. I won't mention them, but you take it in. I mean, it's basically the same price. It's $22 a sample for what we're looking for. And basically they send you back just a sheet with your field names and, you know, soil types, whatever. And basically you'll say, all right, well, your pH is low. It's like a five, nine or something like that. 
Mm-hmm. You know, your CEC is whatever that number is. Your Actually, I think there's a few more things on the Midwest lab report that aren't even on this report that is local to me. Organic matter, base saturation, all the micros. Uh, I believe the base saturation in the organic matter is on that, but they won't scale it like Midwest labs do. Because you got your little diamonds over here where it says very low, low, medium, high, very high. Yep. And yeah. I mean, I've never seen a report like that, and it's actually pretty easy to read. Which is super handy, and that's more often than not, those are the questions that I get from guys. Like, look, I don't know what it means to have a parts per million level of potassium at 183, and the thing of it is is that (laughs) I know that. But, Jeff, you don't need to know that. When you work with us and you do the system the way it's built and run – soil test through midwest labs and it comes back and your potassium levels 183 you don't have to guess like i have no idea what that means you look at the sheet and it's on the high level and you say oh i know what that means (laughs) that's all you have to do (laughs) right is absolutely phenomenal that is the reason i've said this way too much but that's the reason why i'm here as well so when you look at that soil test you're talking with rod and you're setting things up for this year you mentioned it a little bit ago. What was it? I mean, this is the first year you don't even have any yield, yield results back, but you've seen it no. visually already. So what are some of those things that you've been able to see uh, over the, the course of this year so far that give you confidence that this is the right place to be, the right team to be with? What, is, what, is, well, what are those visuals? Well, the visual is, of course, I used Amplify D on seed. And the first thing I noticed was the bigger. Yep. Of which the corn comes up. I mean, when it took it seven days to come up, but when it came up, I mean, it was all up within 24 hours of one another. Which is uh, huge for thing, yield. <laughs> yes, very mm-hmm. much so, because if you have one that comes up 48 hours later, it's more or less a week. Yep. And yep. another thing that I noticed is my corn is actually staying greener longer, which we're dry and hot right now. Mm-hmm. And I look out and I can see a little bit of that, I guess you'd call it a soylent green type color. Sure. On the sand vein, it's actually rolling up. So it's dry. But the rest of it, it's all unfolded. It's looking good. And the color's good. I drove to Columbia City today and I was looking at fields across the two counties that I had to travel. And I'm noticing some of this other corn that probably is not using this system is rolling up and it's just yep. looking like it's ready to die. And yeah. And it's not. Yeah. And to me, that's, and I should say to us, I mean, even to you, that's absolutely huge. There's nothing we can do when you run out of water, you know, when no, you're in a severe no. drought, you're in a severe drought and it doesn't matter what fertility program that you've got. But the nice thing is if you're not in a severe drought and things just start to dry up when other people's plants roll up, and yours stay out yeah. and they stay green and they're continuing to, you know, they're basically a, a sugar factory, right? They continue to build those proteins yeah. and those sugars and turn them into starches and all that fun stuff. You're going to yeah. be ahead at the end of the season. And that to me is what I'm most excited about. I know we've got another grower that I work with personally over just on the other side of the state line in Ohio. And they're obviously dealing with the same stuff. Got a text message from a guy in oh, Southern cool. Missouri, same thing, right? Things are drying up, yeah. but the nice thing is when you do things the right way, 
you see stuff like that. You look and you're like, man, my neighbor's stuff doesn't look the best. But then you go down the road and you're like, well, this guy's stuff doesn't look that good. And, and these people's stuff doesn't look that good. So that's makes you feel better about coming home and looking at your stuff. Oh man. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I tell you what, <laughs> that's absolutely huge. And, you know, I appreciate yeah. you bringing up Amplify and, and what happens with the seedling vigor and getting everything up out of the ground that it in itself is as an absolute um, huge visual. The nice thing is that on forage, you know, you do any stuff with, with forages and I know you do a little bit, that's where guys can really see some cool things too, because you know, it only takes 30 days for you to see that insane amount of growth. Uh, and it just, you know, use yeah. the system, use the products, do it the right way in the rates and the recommendations that are given to you. And you get those results. You know, it's not about dumping in a bunch of money. You know, basically your limiting factor back in the day when you were working with the co-op was a checkbook, right? And that, that's what the agronomist would tell you. Cause I used to say it as an agronomist, well, how much money do you want to spend? You want to spend a lot or do you want to spend a little? <laughs> and that's, we, we don't say that, do we? No, you don't. <laughs> not here and spend the same same amount of dollars as what you was spending it's just that you're spending it wiser. yes exactly and that is very much the case with a better way to farm i've got to use that a little bit and and i've got to throw this in there as well because you do raise some hogs and some other things but as we hog tie this episode up what advice would you give to those that are listening to these podcasts i mean it took you several years right to make yeah. a phone call or or to reach out or to do anything so for those that are listening that that maybe they're brand new, maybe this is the first podcast they've ever listened to, or, or maybe this is the first time they've ever heard about it, or maybe it's the person that's been sitting there on the fence for the last 10, 15 years. What advice do you have for those that are listening? Well, as an independent distributor, I've actually got two people in particular that I'm working on to make that call. First thing I tell them is if you listen to podcasts, go and look up a better way to farm podcast and just listen to everything that is being brought out into the light, which is really no secret because everybody's thinking it, but nobody's talking about it and listen to the podcast. And I will start them out at season one, episode six. And I don't remember what the title of that episode is, but I know that's kind of where I started at. And that's kind of what really hammered it into me that I need to make that phone call because if I keep going the way that I'm going with the way fertilizer prices are driving up, I ain't going to be farming another even two years. So listen to the podcast first. You have a little bit of time. And if you're not thoroughly convinced, still make the phone call. There's no pressure there to commit to anything. I'll tell you straight up, it's this much to get enrolled in the program. You come to a pro ag. It's a money back guarantee if you don't like what they're saying or, you know, they'll, they'll give you your money back. Absolutely. You know, we're not here to start any arguments or to have any fights with anybody. You know, you know if you no, don't no. agree with, you know, our kind of our thoughts and our process, then you're more than welcome to go do your own thing and, and we can still all be friends. <laughs> so. Right, right. My best advice would be to give it a fair shake before you before you turn it down. If you try even two things, I mean, I tried wet. And the root development on my corn, oh my goodness, it's second to none. I did do a check strip in there. I checked one in the wax part. There's night and day difference. Yeah, there's so something like, to be said about having all those little hair roots on those. Uh, yeah, on those. Yeah, that's, that's yep. what's pulling in all your nutrients at that plant needs. 
Yep. Water uh, and all the nutrients. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, that, that would be my best advice is to listen to a couple podcasts and make that call because even if you still sustain yields of 240 bushel or better, you got to be thinking, can it do better? And the answer is yes. Make that call and you won't be sorry. We say it a lot, right? That we always believe that there's a better way. That's why Rod yeah. started this. <laughs> yeah. And it also brings up another point of uh, something that I hear Rod say a lot. We want to know why. Why are we doing it this way? Because there mm-hmm. is an explanation and it's never wrong to do the right thing. Yes, exactly. That's very, very well said, Jeff. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, man, for the time today. I know that you need to jump off here and get to rocking and rolling. I need to jump off here and get to rocking and rolling. It was a great conversation, and I absolutely look forward to seeing you soon at another Pro Ag. We've got one for those listening. We've got one coming up July 7th and 8th. I know we've got a couple weeks uh, to make that work, but hopefully you'll see myself, Rod, Preston, maybe even Jeff there. Let us know what we can do to help out. And we want to thank everyone for the love and support, not only on this podcast, but also the Facebook page and the other forms of social media that we're on. We hope that you enjoyed this episode on A Better Way to Farm. And remember to like, subscribe, and leave a review for us so that we can improve this show and bring the best content to you listeners. And as always, we hope that you have a better day. A better way to farm.com.